1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Post podcast. I of course am Erin Pym, the host of the pod and what I like to do here is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality with me. Today I'm really excited. This is a person where like this is our very first conversation so I'm going to be learning along with the audience and um Honestly, I think I think these are the best interviews because like, there are no assumptions, uh, you know, on on my behalf. So like, we're gonna ask all the questions. And we have some amazing talking points as well. So without further ado, please welcome to the mic, full service sex worker who has exclusively worked in agencies,
2: Georgia. Hi, thanks so much for having me on the show.
1: I'm so excited. Like, your talking points are both interesting and very funny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I definitely get a kick out of what I do, so.
1: (laughs) I love that. Okay, Georgia. So, maybe we'll just start with why and how you got into this type of work. That's always a good jumping off point, I think.
2: Yeah, so, um... I guess my first experience with sex work was actually uh, stripping. I had started doing that in 2016 as kind of a, uh, I don't know. I was I work in a lot of like male dominated industries and such, and I was just so frustrated with a bunch of my contracts that I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try this instead, and then actually get paid for it. So <laughs> get paid um... <laughs> to be
1: bothered by men. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So it was
2: it was. Definitely just a reaction to that, and I found that I actually felt sexy doing it. I quite liked the power that came with it, Um, and yeah, then I think it was maybe 2019 I joined Top Drawer Ladies, the agency, and then I kind of started working as a sex worker from then what
1: uh, made you want to go into an agency? Because I think that's a question of people that start out, right? Like, what are my options? Should I go indie? Should I do a collective? Should I do an agency? What are the pros? What are the cons? So like, what what was behind your decision to start at an agency?
2: Uh, so at the time, I was still working a lot of um, other contracts in my civic life. So it just made sense not to have to deal with the administrative side of it. Uh, I'd also had zero experience being a full-service sex worker, so I thought maybe joining an agency would be a good way to just slowly introduce myself into it, Um, and I've found that it has been quite good for that. Um, I have them do all of my bookings and administrative work. We have a WhatsApp group chat with all the girls who are part of the agency, so I was able to kind of get slowly introduced to sex work in what I felt was the safest way for me at the time. Yeah, I love love a group chat. I mean,
1: (laughs) (laughs) the sex worker group chats are the funniest. And, you know, it does all that awesome safety stuff of like screening together and like resources and asking questions and having support in a group chat. But for me, it's like, oh, my group chat with Goddess Freya Faye and Ms. Chloe Mars, the three of us, is... (laughs) It's the funniest thing. It gives me life. It heals me. It soothes me. (laughs) So I think that's so important for people that are starting out to like, you know, even if you're not working with people, like, which you might, you know, you kind of might be sometimes at an agency. It's important to just have access to other sex workers in some way.
2: Exactly. And from a a security kind of standpoint, uh, our agency operates out of two different hotels. So just knowing who in the group chat is in the same hotel as you at the same time in case something happens is definitely helpful.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a really cool point that would just kind of give you that security um, that, you know, someone else is in the is close by. Yeah, Mm -hmm. not even for like, um, like for safety stuff, obviously, there's obvious advantage there. But like, for the other thing of, like, just camaraderie, like, ooh, maybe we can have lunch after together, or, like, I do that a lot with um, other pro-dominants. Just go grab a drink after, and it's a really great great way to just be connected, stay connected to each other, and, you know, friendship within sex work is so important, too.
2: Exactly, like, if uh, one of us isn't busy, or Whatnot, we'll all just go hang out in a room for a little bit. Um, it's good if you're like low on supplies, you can borrow from your friends, or if you need towels, uh, it's nice to not have to like go take a trip to shoppers to take care of that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny that you think you, it, absolutely. I mean, realistically, right? It's like. <laughs> does anybody have a blank you know (laughs) anyone in this building have a whatever like a borrow yeah (laughs) lord knows i show up at a ritual chamber and i'm like shit i forgot something luckily we have lockers like for the other rc dominance so it's always a text in the group chat that's like does anybody have this and then you go in their locker and borrow it
2: (laughs) yeah no it it gets pretty intimate sometimes like i think there was one situation where one of us had gotten, like, a sponge stuck up our parts and... Oh, been there. (laughs) Having your friends around to help with that sort of (laughs) (laughs) thing.
1: It's true. That is the best and fastest and easiest way to get it out of there. A helping hand. Lord. (laughs) (laughs) So this is interesting. I think, um, I don't want to generalize and, like, make a big swooping statement but like I feel like a lot of workers do start out in agencies um for a lot of reasons as some of which you mentioned already but you are you stay there I think a lot of people maybe go independent a lot of people stay there as well I'm sure but like I feel like the trend might be to eventually move on um from an agency has that been the case for you is it in your future and what are your what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I definitely. That's not a swooping generalization. I think um, a lot of people go that way. The agency is a good way to kind of get a feel for it. Um, Even when I started at the agency, I wasn't on Twitter. I just kind of laid low, and only in the past year I've started trying to engage more with clients. I do do occasional out calls now with people I've already met. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm looking to eventually maybe try to do like maybe an indie agency hybrid, depending on how busy I am with my other work life and if I have the time. But um, yeah, I can see that happening, though.
1: That's a good point you're bringing up about like, you know, if you have another job, it's like, when you are an independent provider, and as you said, you have a Twitter that you have to maintain, and you got to engage with people on screen and do your admin and field inquiries and all this stuff. It's like, if you have another job, then like all that admin work, that's essentially like a whole other full-time gig. So it's like, I might just not have time to do that. So agency is a good fit for me, whether I'm new or whether I'm not. I just thought that was, that was astute.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm so impressed by like how much marketing, video content, all sorts of things indie providers do. And it's really great for them. I just. I just find a lot of the time I don't have the time to actually keep up with even the little bit of Twitter that I do at the moment, so. Yeah, like,
1: I think people see, like, providers' social media feeds and don't, do not realize how much work that is. Like, you're on your phone, like, for two solid hours a day. You know, maybe it's broken up in bits throughout the day, but, like, I, th- I think a good solid two hours to up keep a social media presence at the same time.
2: Oh, at least. And there's a bit of an expectation for when I do go in for an agency shift to post a few pictures to my Twitter feed. And I don't realize like it takes like a good 10 minutes of contorting my body to get the right (laughs) picture to put on. And then I'm just sore after. It's a lot.
1: (laughs) I like how you're sore from that. Not from the session, from the trying to try to pose. (laughs) Ritual Chamber kind of expects the same thing of like, you know, they want you to be posting pictures in the space when you're in the space. Like, that's kind of a, I get that an agency would want you to kind of like, you know, you got to do a
2: little bit. Yeah, no, a dicks never hurt me quite like trying to take a selfie, so. (laughs) (laughs) I feel it.
1: I mean, man, I don't know people that like do professional shoots all the time because like... I'm old. I don't know. I'm 40. I'm i I'm in my 41st year and like, oh, trying to get the all oh, the arching and the I, I just like, I oh, can't can't be bothered. <laughs> so how about we talk about like, the pros and cons of working in an agency? Even currently, I have people who are like looking to enter the industry and are like looking for this type of information.
2: So let's talk about some of the pros and cons. Cool. Uh, so I think the Biggest pro I had with uh, joining an agency was just the convenience of me not having to do any of the admin work or the booking. We also have a hotel all ready to go. We just kind of check in and go to our room, so that's that's standard, and it's nice that we can just go in, stay in our room, and clients can come directly to the room. Yeah, yes. I think I don't think
1: people realize when you're like starting as an independent provider from nothing you're it's like starting any business any independent business right like you have to let people know who you are and what you do and like you've got to you've got to make the bookings happen via you know ads and your socials and stuff like that so just like any other business it's like starting up a business it is starting up a business right so it's like working at Working at a place, any any work, working at a place versus starting your own fucking restaurant or something. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and it's it's just so easy in that we have all of the supplies kind of in suitcases ready for us to go when we get there. I don't have to do any of that planning, so that's definitely the biggest pro. Um, Big
1: pro, yeah.
2: And then the other is also that I'm working in the same hotel with, at least like sometimes up to ten other girls. So I don't feel like I'm necessarily alone in a building, <laughs> which yeah, is nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and just uh, having them managing the whole schedule, like uh, they usually do pre bookings a week out, and then they'll deal with all the cancellations or changes within that week leading up to your shift. So yes,
1: yeah, lots of pros here. Like these are, yeah. you know, for especially for someone starting out. Until you kind of get out there and make a name for yourself. Or if you just want to stay in this place of, like, I show up to work and then I leave work. I don't have to, like, do all this homework. It's <laughs> exactly. super appealing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. In terms of cons, uh, I mean, this is uh, you, you do pay an agency fee, which is totally yeah. justified because they're doing that work. But it means you don't actually take home all the money that you are making. Um, it's the I'm same sh- at
1: Ritual Chamber where I work. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is a thing or not necessarily, but I believe, like, within being in an agency, your rates, I feel like they kind of have to match with everyone else's within the same Ooh, agency. Like, this a is,
1: of a- yeah, this is something for me too, because I'm the senior, other than the person that owns the space at Ritual Chamber, Shower mm-hmm. Um, I'm the senior member and I make the same as people that are just starting out and not that I feel a certain way about it but I think I would have a higher rate if I was independent I would be higher than what I am but I don't really have control of that because yeah because of that reason we all got to be the same kind of
2: exactly yeah so, yeah um let's see what did another con be um I guess with some agencies and ours in particular, it could be a pro or a con depending how you look at it is uh, screening procedures. So um, I know various agencies have different levels of screening. I think uh, ours is pretty lax. Like I don't think we require ID or anything like that. Ours um, is lax too. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it, but uh, you know, sometimes knowing who's coming and who's not is a good idea. We also take uh um, I think, text app numbers. So say someone books you and maybe gets blocked or something, they could still book you with another phone number.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, we have a similar like we've got a big block list, right? Like a big blacklist. Yeah. And it's like, well, people can just keep emailing with different email addresses. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's it's kind of tough. You got to pick up on other factors in the email that are similar to ones in the past but it's like yeah i guess i guess the the pro with that is like if you have one person doing admin bad clients like that can't do the thing where they just keep going to different provider different provider like independent providers and they aren't communicating with each other to know that this person you know, sucks. So they can kind of get away with it more. Whereas if you're all in a group together, and one person's kind of doing the admin, then they're like, Oh, I know this guy, even though it's a different email, or it's a different hand number or whatever. Like the request is the same. So I know this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, we haven't run into too many issues with that sort of thing, luckily. But um it's definitely a bit of a con. Um, yeah. The good thing about having a slightly more lax screening process is we get we tend to be able to book more clients because some people will only book if they don't have to show their ID. So it's nice to be able to go to work and be fully booked. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, screening processes, it's so... Um personal right what what you want to do and what you have quite honestly the privilege to do and not do with your Mm -hmm. screening and booking right like um sometimes you just you know you need the money and depending on lots of factors um you know, race being a huge factor, social socioeconomic background being a huge factor, disability being a huge factor, uh, huge factor you know, gender stuff, like everything. Oh, definitely. You know, it, it's like that's why screening processes are so kind of, you know, personal. I think exactly. it's because some people can get away with making a million barriers to access, and some people can't, and that's just like a reality of this type of work but there are pros and cons to like have a pretty lax screening process or a super strict one you know it's like lax as you said you're gonna you're gonna get more because not everybody wants to hand over their id for instance also you know it it um not even that but it's just like it's just easier to access workers so they will Mm -hmm. and then yeah. And then, I mean, there's a lot of advantages, obviously, of having a really strict screening process, too, and a higher rate. It's like you work smarter, not harder, blah, blah, blah. But not everyone has the privilege to do that, right?
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how uh, how long have you been at this agency? And have you been at one or have you gone to, have you tried out several agencies kind of in your uh,
2: journey? I have just been at Top Drawer, ladies. Um I started probably the end of 2018, like right before COVID. So I maybe worked a couple months and then basically didn't do anything over COVID and then came back and I started, um, I think last year I didn't have too much of my other work, so I was doing a lot more with the agency, but yeah, I've been there for quite some time and I haven't looked at trying a different one because I don't know. <laughs> no need. It just- no need. I'm good. Yeah.
1: yeah, totally. Well, we love to hear it. So is independent work something that like you're interested in doing at some point? Or like, what, what are you thinking as far as the way you want to do sex work?
2: Um, I do some independent out calls. Um, as of now, usually with clients I've already seen through the agency, and I quite enjoy doing that sort of thing as well. So I think I could maybe do a hybrid if uh if I have like a slow time at my other job and I can actually maybe do a trial run of booking my own hotel and seeing what I can do but um yeah 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 it's just been it's just the convenience of going to the through the agency so far has been good but I definitely do want to try doing independent at some time it would be nice to be able to charge a little bit more for my services and maybe Mm -hmm. um now that I have a few regulars all ready to go, they'd probably be happy to book with me, and yeah, it'd be yeah. fun to try.
1: Absolutely. Um, I want to ask because I want to get like a vibe of like, yeah, what it what it's like to book with you. So maybe like, can you tell me like, what experience are you like looking to give in your work? Uh,
2: so I am pretty. M- mostly girlfriend experience. So when you open the door, I don't know, I'm kind of like a golden retriever puppy. I'm so happy to see <laughs> you. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I just like to be silly and have fun and feel a little bit romantic. Um, I, I love making my clients feel as comfortable as possible. But yeah, the experience you get is I'll probably crack a few puns. I'll just smile at you a whole bunch and just try to be sweet. Like I could Aww. make it. I could like make out for years. It's I don't know, it's fun.
1: <laughs>
2: <Aww>. <laughs> That's so
1: cute. <laughs> and you mentioned you've got some regulars. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think it, it is about you and and the way you do your work that has people like connecting with you and wanting to come back and book again?
2: I think with my regulars especially uh i just keep trying to be sweet to them i'll bring like little gifts for them like at easter i brought everyone kinder surprises or oh maybe I'll make, my like, god or, or like i'll make a little note or something yeah so i just i just try to make them feel as loved as possible i'll uh do that sort of thing <laughs> um yeah the one thing i'm probably not great at in a session is like role play stuff <laughs> 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 I have uh, one kind of regular bless his soul he still puts up with me but uh, oh my god <laughs> he, reg- he regularly asked me to do like um kind of like a office secretary role play and it's hot like- yes yes and I'm like unless it's call and repeat I I can't <laughs> I just start laughing like it's uh if he kind of words it in a tell me you're my dirty slut then I can say I'm your dirty slut. (laughs) Tell me you want me on the desk. And I can be like... I want you on the desk, yeah. But, yeah. I'm like... I've had some people ask me to just kind of improvise into it, and I'm like... I can't. I can't. I freeze, I laugh, I giggle. (laughs) You know what,
1: though? That is... So adorable, like <laughs> that. It's so endearing to see someone, you know, break, you know, roll or break the scene. Like, to me, I'm just like role play part of it is that we can kind of make each other laugh sometimes in it. Like somebody says something stupid or funny or whatever, or you're actually trying to make the other person break, which is a kind of a fun game (laughs) if they're trying to be all super serious about the role play. Um, But like, I think that's part of it because role play, like if we, you know, look at the kind of macro lens of like what we're doing, it's so funny. It's so silly, right? Like it's, it's a silly little game we're playing. Right. So I think laughter and all of that stuff is like so welcome in that scenario. And I I imagine that you look adorable when you're like fucking up a role play (laughs) and that this guy just finds it so endearing. And that's why he keeps trying to ask you to do it.
2: (laughs) I mean, he keeps coming back. so (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Maybe I'm not terrible, but I just get a kick out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah I'm a role play person. I love role play so much. Those are like my favorite I think my favorite scenes usually include some sort of
2: role play. so yeah oh, I am so in awe of anyone who can do that. <laughs> That's so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's like there's a lot of factors, but like practice is a huge is a huge part of it like you if you put in so many hours in it, you're just gonna get more confident doing it. you're gonna figure out kind of problem solving things where you have roadblocks and like you're just going to get more confident and uh you know it's like learning any skill in in my opinion it's like just the more you do it the better you're going to get at it and that's it so i've done a lot of it so that's probably a big reason why i am i think good at it (laughs) not to (laughs) not to toot my own horn but uh
2: (laughs) toot away toot toot toot
1: That's so cute, though. <laughs> um, so, okay, we're opening the door. We're seeing, like, this adorable person who's so smiley and trying to make, you know, and making us feel really desired. I think that's, like, a huge part of our work, honestly.
2: Yeah, and that's that's my favorite part. There's a lot of um, clients who come in who are, like, so self-conscious about things and it's just like oh I swear I have no judgment toward you I just want to make you happy and I want you to have a good time so
1: yeah and
2: like I think
1: there's something to be said about like how rare these like really intentional one-on-one whether it's there's intimate moments and sexy moments or kink moments involved or not it's like there's something really rare and special about like having somebody have full attention and focus on you and like I think that's kind of the other the other side of that coin of like making people feel desired it's like making people feel like special and you know they care about you in the way of like I want to give you this fantasy I want to connect with you like I think that's kind of rare we all walk around kind of not connecting with each other a lot
2: yeah, it's it's definitely one of my favorite parts about this kind of work, like just being super connected with one person for however long, and then at the end they just smile and hug, sometimes cry a bit, and it's, yeah, it's just like, yeah. oh, warms the cockles of my heart. The Bedpost Podcast is sponsored by Come As You
1: Are. Founded as a worker-owned cooperative, Come As You Are has a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. Come As You Are doesn't profit from your pleasure and only stocks products that they truly love and believe in. Come As You Are has been voted Best Sex Shop in Toronto since 1997 check them out at comeasyouare.com or 254 Augusta Avenue in Toronto's own Kensington Market. We are also sponsored by Club M4 Toronto. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And now you can go to their website, www.clubm4.com. But one of my favorite things to do is to go on the Instagram at Club M4 Events and check out what they have going on. So just scrolling through here, we have Wednesday afternoon play party, game night, threesome Fridays, sexy lingerie, Club M4's fetish fantasy, and New Year's Eve glitz and glamour. If anything looks interesting and you wanna check it out, head on down to Club M4 at 1989 Dundas Street, Mississauga.
2: You love learning about sexy topics. I mean, that's why you're listening to this podcast. You wanna have great sex, but are you thinking about how kink can be part of your overall health and wellness? For some reason, we've divided sexual health from our mental and physical health, but guess what? These are not separate things. And this is why industry leads are coming together to redefine your sex life in only one weekend. Join me at the Kinky Wellness Summit on February 22nd to 25th to take your first step into kinky wellness. The itinerary is packed with webinars and classes on pleasure, BDSM, kink, pelvic floor health, erectile dysfunction, erotic massage, erotic creative writing and art, trauma and kink, and more. This is the ultimate retreat that you can do from the comfort of your own bed. To register for the summit, go to kinkywellnesssummit.com. This message was brought to you by me, Ray, and the Perdition, home of Kinky Wellness
0: plus
1: can we talk about like your favorite parts of this work and like what feels the best to you um in a session
2: yes please yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i i think my favorite part is just connecting with uh someone and making them feel just so wonderful about themselves if i can um the second is uh, just being able to laugh. I like to throw in a few giggle fits and crack jokes. So, um, <laughs> I mean, adorable, like, yeah. Like <laughs> sexy time and being silly are truly like medicine for the soul. I think so. Yeah, why not Those do them are...
1: both at the same time?
2: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's definitely my favorite part of it. Although, yeah, like I'm like, oh, I I can make this person feel awesome. Great.
1: I like how you said, I want to make them feel good about themselves. That's so healing. That's so important. And I think that's, yeah, that's a component. Maybe I don't, we don't talk about on the, on the pod that much when we, when I talk to like other providers, it's like making them feel good about themselves. That's a huge thing that they can take away from their time with us. That's really, really impactful. Exactly. Exactly. And if you can do that, I think you've, you've like, you're set in this industry.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think, uh, I don't know, a lot of clients might come in and they're like super self-conscious about like their body or if they're like losing some hair or I have one guy who takes his teeth out and it's awesome. But a lot of people start (laughs) off so self-conscious and I just want them to know like you really don't have to be like a model. Let's let's just have a, let's just have a nice time.
1: Yeah. So what to you, if it's not about like looks, and it's like, I seriously don't care what you look like. So mm-hmm. what to you like makes a good session with a client? Or what makes a good client?
2: If they're into the kind of service I provide, like I mentioned, I'm more girlfriend experience, I don't really role play, but I love being silly and funny. So if they're someone coming in who is after that sort of connection, uh, I, I think I tend to do a lot better with them yeah yeah um I will say uh over the past year I've been more involved on my Twitter and I think that's actually drawn in a lot more of the kind of clients I like so that's been a really fortunate thing as of recent but that's uh, what
1: that's what is ideal right for us and our work it's like we're not going to be a thousand percent compatible and like have, um, chemistry with, like, everyone. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm good at my job, but, like, if we're not speaking the same language, um, not literally, like, metaphorically, um, you know, then it's not really, it's not gonna hit, you know? Um, so... I think that's something that is so great about when we do do the thing where we're really putting out our personalities and whatnot on our socials. Like that's just going to help us kind of draw in, as you said, clients that are like a better fit for us because they want your specific thing and then they're going to book you for your specific
2: whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And I was uh, hesitant starting out to share too much of my own personality. But I think over the past year, I've definitely come to appreciate being able to bring my actual personality into Georgia as well.
1: Yeah, like sometimes I get booked, honestly, like I th- I've i got a bitty, pretty, a bitty prig, a pretty big, <laughs> oh my god, a pretty big social media presence. So I think like my personality is pretty available for people to, my brand is just me at this point. So it is funny, though, sometimes I get booked like via the ritual chamber website when where all the person has done is gone to the website. And they're like, she looks hot and booked her, meaning me. Um <laughs> And then (laughs) that's the weirdest thing, honestly, because, like, I always ask, like, before we start doing, like, a scene or a kink play or whatever, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, what what made you want to book? You know, what made you want to book with me? And that's a bit of marketing kind of research for myself. But also it's a a nice little kind of just small talk conversation. And, like, some people are like, oh, well, I like blondes. And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh.
2: (laughs) give me more
1: (laughs) say more say way more (laughs) what do i do with that Uh. (laughs) but yes but i mean yes like that people book for that reason too like i like the way they look or whatever it's fine but
2: (laughs) that's that's definitely true like i still get some i think who book me through the the tdl website and my bio hasn't been updated since 2018 so oh
1: <laughs> oh my bio on ritual chamber is insane i'm like it it's it says i have like a slight build like and i'm and a youthful appearance i'm like <laughs> Slight build, no. (laughs) And borderline, I'm moving out of youthful appearance as well. But like, oh my God.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Mine says I'm 26. (laughs) I'm like in my 30s. (laughs) And then, I don't know, I think like we had to like list things that we'd like as gifts and I probably picked something. So someone brings this, I heard you like this. And I'm like, do I? Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, If you just read my bio, I don't know when that was written and who wrote it, but whatever. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So um, yes. So good clients. Sorry, I derailed. What What else does a good client look like? It, are there things like, I don't know, like like a, a certain vibe you get of like respectfulness, or do you like nervous newbies because they're cute, or like what are your, what are your kind
2: of faves? Oh. I love nervous newbies.
1: Me too. That's why I mentioned like, it.
2: They, they come in and I'm like, I just want to win you over by the end of this and it's going to be great. So it yeah. feels like a little bit of a challenge to break them out of their shell, which I enjoy. Um, in terms of other client types, I do like just people who come in respectful. If you give the donation, get in the shower, kind of like do everything without me having to nag you. That's a good thing. Absolutely. Um, not trying to overstay your appointment so and those that's huge it's so huge and i'm at the point now where uh i I didn't do it before but now i'll like just block someone if they do it more than once yeah sorry like good call (laughs) um but yes i I definitely appreciate clients who come in respectful and just know how to behave themselves (laughs) Yeah, I think like,
1: just doing the thing where like, okay, you're like, this is how I do the work that I do. You know, this is the Mm -hmm. way you book me. This is what happens at the beginning of the appointment. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm the one that's curating this experience for you. So it's my specific experience, you know, that that I create so that I you know that I'm this is the service that is on offer right so I think it really says something when like a client is just like yes I will do that yes absolutely yes yes like they're signing up for your thing they're not trying to make it their thing you know what I mean that yeah. they're that, like you you set out all the rules and all the all the way you're like this is what this is gonna look like and the best clients are like yes. Exactly. (laughs) not like do i have to or what about or you know what i mean like because our service is here we're in customer service so like you're gonna get all the things you want our kind of you know format for sessions it gives you plenty of opportunity to like get your needs met and have a lovely connective experience with us so like just trust us we're the professionals i guess is what i'm saying
2: Exactly. And I find if uh, clients kind of challenge that, I get very, very formal.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. My customer service voice comes on. It's bad. (laughs) But, yeah, it's necessary. Sometimes it's necessary. (laughs) Yeah. If you hear me, if you hear my customer service voice, things are not going well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think, I think that's, like, especially so with me, like, you know, I'm supposed to be a fucking dominant, you know? Like, so when people specifically push against, like, a pro-dominant, it's like, dude, like, what are you here for? What are you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Seems very (laughs) counterintuitive. Very. (laughs) Yeah. So can I ask you, like, um... Because I have, like, a very specific way, as I mentioned, like, the format kind of of my sessions. Like, I bring you in. We have some small talk. We do some negotiation because we're going to do a kink scene, right? So we've got to have some information exchange. And then we do the play. And then we do aftercare. Uh, how do things go for a scene with you, a session with you?
2: Okay. So it... it- Kind of varies, it depends a lot on the length of the appointment as well, yeah, yeah, so yeah. so with our agency, we go from anywhere from half an hour up to however long, so a lot of my appointments will involve them coming in. I'll kiss, maybe make out if their breath is okay at the very very start, but just welcome them, greet them, um, I ask for the donation, or hopefully they just discreetly set it down somewhere, so I don't have to. And then uh, they go take a quick shower. I check in with the agency to let them know I'm all good to go. And then it depends on the client. Like uh, my regulars, we kind of just start making out and getting into some full service right away. But um, especially, <laughs> <laughs> I just refer to it as getting into some full service. Just right getting away. into some full <laughs> service. Hey, oh you know. my goodness. Why not? <laughs> um, with... New clients, uh, they'll sometimes ask me about any of my restrictions, which is super lovely and polite. Uh, and I'll ask them, especially if I sense that they're a bit nervous. I just want to make sure I'm not doing anything that might upset them. Yeah, make way. them uncomfortable. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you just kinda check in where you're good. Um again, with the types of services I do, a lot of it's dependent on uh hygiene on their part and my part like and like yeah and it it kind of depends but um yeah it's usually they come in drop off the donation take a shower and then we just try to check in before we get too ahead of ourselves Mm -hmm. I definitely like to have um time at the end just to kind of cuddle and chat and make sure everyone feels good that's nice. Yeah. yeah that's, so, that's one of my favorite
1: parts. It sounds like this is not dissimilar to like a pro domination session, you know. Yeah. And I love to think that like people having quote unquote vanilla sex or having some sort of a check in, you know, we call it negotiation when we're doing a kink scene, but like some sort of a conversation before you launch into activities, especially as you mentioned, with people who you haven't had sex with before you haven't played with before it's just it's so important i think whether you're doing kink or whether you're doing vanilla let's just like check in real quick yeah no, about okay. our boundaries at the very minimum
2: consent is sexy so yeah and i have a nice time that's much preferable
1: <laughs> do you ever like volunteer your favorite activities or kind of ask them like what are the things you would like to do today do you ever like have that conversation
2: Yeah. I mean, I tend to, with some clients, ask, is there anything you want to try or... Nice, nice. you might want to do, because I'm pretty open and I I do a lot of, like, a variety of things. Like, I I have some clients I just give piggybacks to, like, it's great. (laughs) Yes. I'm I'm a strong lady, so it's like, I don't know if anyone has anything interesting or different they (laughs) want to try. I'm... <laughs> oh, shit, I'm really sorry. good at it. I could do it like a <laughs> fireman carry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I, I'm pretty open. <laughs> I mean, um, I would say when it comes to probably more uh, kink or like dom type stuff that you would do, being that I don't have experience in it, I'm not really comfortable doing that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, no, that's the best way if you don't you know know quote unquote know how to do it it's probably safest that you, like, you don't
2: eh, I don't want to hurt myself or hurt them so
1: absolutely yeah that's safety yeah. safety first
2: yes yeah, yeah yeah safety first safe piggybacks always
1: safe fireman carries always Yeah, (laughs) gotta get them safe from that fire
2: (laughs) carry them from the fire (laughs) you know that's probably the role play I was meant to do all along (laughs) (laughs) truly yeah I feel like you'd be way more natural if that was the scenario
1: (laughs) fireman Georgia (sighs) love it Um, okay I have there's a talking point on here and I have no idea what it means I'm very interested in toilet repairs and
2: bathroom misadventures (laughs) what is this it's terrible it's my life um so the one the one hotel we work out of is has like the tiniest bathrooms like um i do offer to go shower with clients and stuff but it's very much a jigsaw puzzle of getting in and out. Um, It's a one person shower. Yeah, it's definitely a one person shower. So I'm constantly uh, posting about small bathrooms in my travels and that sort of thing. But uh, probably the most, I don't know, it's funny now, but it was a little bit embarrassing for everyone. Um, (laughs) Just this past year, I had one of my favorite clients uh, doing his shower and I just heard like this crash. And then I see water coming out of the bottom of the door, so I guess he had like fallen no. onto the onto the toilet. Like the porcelain was like in shatters, like the whole toilet tank was just oh. on the floor broken. Um, <laughs> luckily, he was he was fine, and oh I kind of like I just went in there and I was like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And then. We cleaned it up and I was like, well, we'll have to reschedule this session because yes. this is an issue. But there is nothing more embarrassing than calling the front desk of the hotel. And, of course, I tell them I broke the toilet. Cause of course. I, like, they know why I'm there, but, <laughs> but optics. <laughs> they know why I'm there, but optics. Yeah. So I was like, sorry, I fell and broke the toilet into a bunch of pieces. Oh. And into like, a bunch of pieces <laughs> yeah. oh my God. and then they were like okay well we'll get you into a new room but I had to go to the front desk to get my key and I'm like oh shit like I gotta look like I'm hurt do I like <laughs> 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 it was so funny it was <sighs> so embarrassing. but I got there they're like are you okay and I'm just like don't look at me <laughs>
1: don't, do not perceive me please do not. for the love of god
2: (laughs) i was like why did this happen (laughs) but oh man and i had another time in our markham location where just like the little flusher thing was broken so and i was just and i was just starting my shift so i'm like oh i don't even know if i have time to get like the maintenance to come up here and do it so i ended up like just jerry-rigging one of my stockings into like a pole thing wow and then um, jill
1: of all trades over here
2: just for toilets (laughs) 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 yeah it was funny and i ended up uh i ended up like ubering over some like like contact cement and tape but like luckily uh I was able to find an, an opening where the maintenance person could come in and fix it before my next appointment. But yeah, there's oh my God. nothing he... more awkward than just sitting on your bed waiting for him to fix a toilet.
1: Wow. That's like nothing worse than toilet troubles in the middle of an in-call situation. Like, holy
2: hell. <laughs> yeah. No, I never thought that would happen. But it's definitely one of my... <laughs> favorite stories from last year. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Yeah, there are like definitely those moments in a session where something something awkward borderline like, you know, someone falls like borderline dangerous I want to say or like borderline yeah. gross like it happens. It's a reality yeah. of like sex is messy, you know. Kink is messy. We're clumsy. <laughs> like like whatever yeah. it happens to be like Um, how do you, like, soothe those moments? Because I think that's another thing of, like, clients, like, especially if they're, like, nervous and or self-conscious about something and something happens, it's like, how do you navigate as a provider those moments to, you know, make them feel not judged or, like, oh, it's fine. Like, what's your strategy there?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I think when the the one major toilet incident happened, I just said, don't worry, this happened last week. It's fine. I was (laughs) like,
1: it happens all the time. Don't worry. (laughs) Toilet
2: in pieces. (laughs) I don't know. All you can do in the moment is kind of laugh at the situation, uh, try to just... Soothe them, say it happened, even if it doesn't happen all the time. But it's it's just <laughs> at the end of the day, the last thing I want is for anyone who's seeing me to feel any kind of embarrassment or shame. Like that, that's absolutely. The, that's the last thing I want. So basically, it was just kind of we uh, <laughs> cleaned it up. we'll have to reschedule but don't worry I'll take care of everything it's totally Uh, fine (laughs) yeah so yeah I just I just try to be gentle with them and
1: (laughs) that's sweet yeah I I think it's honestly it's a good strategy to just have that laugh together like come on it's funny you know whatever it is like have the collective laugh and then that's much easier to like move on specifically when we um when we were talking about role play, um, I teach I teach playful domination and I teach role play classes and all, and all this stuff. And one of my main things with like screw ups happen, you know, you're going to flub a line, you're going to break character, you know, something dumb is going to happen. And like, in my opinion, it's like taking the moment to actually have the laugh. I'm a, I have a performing performing background. So like this thing called instant forgiveness happens on stage, you know, if you forget a line, you've got to instantly forgive yourself and move forward rather than suddenly now you're so anxious and stressed and distracted and self-conscious, like going forward. So like, I don't know, I think in like sexy or kinky scenarios, if you just have that collective laugh, it's so easy to move on because then you're holding on to that tension of that moment Mm. rather than a laugh releases the tension of the moment and then you can move on and kind of reset that makes sense yeah 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 so i think that's a really good strategy when something like that happens just laugh about it just laugh (laughs) about it (laughs) yeah and i think like what we do in our work like we're expert diffusers of tension or stress or like uncomfortability like that's a big part of her job i think um definitely yeah so that's just kind of another instance in in which we might do that yeah um so okay i want to know um you've been in this type of work like a little bit pre pandemic and then really just gotten into it in the last, you know, year or two, mm-hmm. where do you see yourself going forward? Are you thinking, um, like that you're going to stay in sex work, like for however long into your future, or do you foresee yourself moving on from it? What are you thinking like long-term
2: plans? I get so much joy out of doing this work at uh, the money's lovely as well, but, um, I've especially in the last year doing a little bit more than I had previously. It's just been a very fulfilling part of my life and my work. So, I would like to continue doing it. Uh that being said, like I do have my other jobs and what have you. So, uh it's it might just be a little slower than usual or it might just be a few more out calls with regulars for a bit, but it it has brought me a lot of happiness to be able to Provide this kind of a service to my clients, so.
1: Yeah, like, what's your intentionality, of like why you do this work, um, and why you, why you'll continue to do this work.
2: I find people very fascinating. I love to connect with them, so it's it's just I yeah I, I meet so many different people with so many different backgrounds, and I love hearing about their lives, and I like being the person they come to to. Enrich it in some way. Yeah,
1: it's funny in this work. Like you don't think that this would be like an answer for that, but it's like I like helping people along their, you know, sexuality journeys. You know what I mean? Like it's not easy for a lot of people to kind of figure this stuff out and feel confident with this stuff, and like just I I really savor um, just giving people some guidance along the way. You know, like or, or build, as we said, like one of the things was like we we um make people feel we want to we want to help the person feel good about themselves, you know, in these in these contexts, uh, which can be a big piece. So, yeah, I think like one of the big things I get out of this work is is that thing of like I like to help people along and, and set them try and set them up for success going forward, you know, however, however that looks like.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like being able to help them in that way and then seeing them maybe be able to apply that to their outside life. That's that's pretty incredible. Like I I would love to see my shy clients um, who slowly get more comfortable with me eventually, like, I don't know, go out into the world and go on dates and stuff. And yeah.
1: Do you ever see like, a learning curve with people like you see their confidence grow or like I don't know do you see their journey kind of evolve a bit with you Uh
2: yeah a little bit like I I had some like some of my shire clients like we'll have a few pretty vanilla sessions and then he'll be like I read about this thing can we try doggy or something and I'm like Yes, <laughs> I read Let's about d- doggy. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Uh, yeah, it, just, it, it makes me so happy, especially when they start um, coming into a session and asking me specific things like that. Like, yeah. when I first started seeing them, it was just, what do I do? I am here, you tell me what to do. And now it's like, they'll ask me, hey, can we try this thing I think I might want?
1: I love that because that says that they're like developing those skills or becoming more comfortable or confident with those skills of like communicating surrounding sex, right? Rather than just showing up and being like, yeah, I'll do whatever this person tells me to do or whatever that person wants to do. It's like advocating for their own pleasure in some way is such an important component um, of sexual connections or kinky connections, you know? So I love to see people, you know, who started off super quiet about it and they're just like yeah whatever 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 and then showing up and they're suddenly bringing something to the conversation it's like fuck yes
2: yes exactly
1: (laughs) yeah okay so we're coming up coming up on the hour this has been so lovely i want to give you an opportunity maybe to fill in this fill in the blank for me in saying like folks who want to experience Blank he should book you.
2: Folks who want to experience hilarious, but very <laughs> engaging, and loving sex should book with me. <laughs> 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 or if, I don't know, if you want to know about plumbing, <laughs> I guess
1: i love that okay georgia tell us where we can book you and where we can follow you on socials as well as anything else you want to tell the
2: people okay so currently you can book me through the top drawer ladies website i think it's just top um and i think they should have my schedule posted soon for next week Great. uh other than that i'm on twitter at georgia tdl
1: perfect and for myself yeah.
2: i'm on twitter at the lady pym one
1: if you want to go on over to instagram we're at the bedpost podcast or at the lady pym also i'm on tiktok for some reason at the lady pym and um we have a patreon for the podcast it's the bedpost show lots of fun stuff on there and um yeah youtube channel as well at the bedpost show And then last, I never like to go an episode without thanking the lovely lady who does all the original music for my pod. Her name is Stephanie Copeland. She can be reached at stephcopelandmusic.com. Georgia, I want to give one last huge thank you. This has been such a lovely conversation and so nice getting to know you today.
2: Oh my god, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm a big fan of this Podcast. You've basically, been you've basically like Judy Bloomed me through a lot of my <laughs> sex work questions.
1: <laughs> Judy you. Oh, I'll Judy Bloom you anytime, Georgia. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here on the Bedpost Podcast, talking about sex and sexuality. Until then, get fucked, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>